Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash prenatal. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Keith. Are you tired of living for the weekend and your two weeks of vacation every year or feeling unfulfilled and sick of waking up with dread every Monday morning? I believe everyone deserves to live an abundant life filled with joy and passion. My mission is to help you uncover your purpose and manifest a life you don't need a vacation from. Stick around, keep an open mind, and let the magic unfold. This episode is brought to you by my Law of Attraction Tribe workbook. This workbook will help you get clear on your goals overcome limiting beliefs, and take action towards your dreams so you can manifest a life you don't need a vacation from. This is part workbook and part planner that will help you put into action everything you need to make your dreams a reality with weekly, monthly, and quarterly milestones to keep you on track. Link is in the episode show notes, or you can go to Amazon and search Law of Attraction Tribe Workbook. Hey guys, today I want to talk to you all about anxiety. So this topic came as a request from Christina Sinatra at Reclamation Project on Instagram, and she is suffering from anxiety like just about every other person out there. And so I really wanted to do an episode on this because this is something that I have experienced as well and have been able to find tips that really helped me manage that anxiety and also overcome the severe form that happened to me a couple of years ago around having really bad panic attacks and how that actually shifted me and shifted the way I view my life and kind of changed the direction in which I was going. So if you're suffering from anxiety and you want some great tips on how to manage that, then this is the episode for you. Okay, so I wanted to start out with my story around anxiety. This is something I have suffered from for as long as I can remember. Uh, My very first anxiety attack or episode uh, went as far back as second grade, which sounds pretty crazy, but... I do remember it pretty clearly. Um, In second grade, my aunt had passed away um, and my cousins were both my age. One was my age, one was a year older. And, you know, I was there when they were told what happened. And it was the most traumatic event I had had in my life up until that point. And I remember missing 
a lot of school because of that. And shortly after, I became incredibly ill and I ended up getting pneumonia and was in a really just bad place. I mean, I can remember now, um, I can remember all the way back to actually that feeling of not being able to breathe and not being able to get air and just how scary that was and the panicked feeling that came from that. And so that was really like the beginning of when this all started and the first time that I can remember feeling this way. And even though I was able to get treated and get better, after that, going to school gave me anxiety. Every single morning, I felt like I was going to throw up. And I remember my parents asking me over and over and over again, what's going on with you? What's wrong? Is somebody bullying you? Is a teacher being mean to you? Is somebody bothering you? Are you feeling like you're not understanding what you're learning in school? And they were just desperately trying to figure out why it was such a fight every day for me to go. And it was very frustrating for me because I didn't know why. I didn't have an answer. I just knew I didn't want to go. And I knew I felt sick to my stomach every single day. And so this went on pretty much up until my adult life. I mean, I, I suffered from it in a lot of different scenarios. And it really came to a peak in my corporate job. So I, as many of you know from listening to this podcast, had a great corporate job. I mean, I was making really good money, had good benefits, and I didn't hate it. I mean, I didn't love it. It wasn't something that I jumped out of bed every morning looking forward to. It wasn't my passion. It wasn't how I felt I was making a difference in the world, but I didn't hate it. Like, it was just what it was. It was fine. It was average. It was probably above average to what most people experience in their career. And I was very comfortable. And I always got along great with my coworkers and with my managers. And then it all changed. One day we went through a bunch of layoffs. There was a lot of turnover and I was given a new manager. And you know what they say, the universe has to shake you to wake you. And that's totally what this was because I was for sure in my comfort zone. I had at that point already started Law of Attraction Tribe, but really didn't have any motivation to try to build it into a business um, because I was just making easy money and my job was okay. So I didn't have this like big motivating factor to really do anything different until I got this manager. And it was very fear-based. It was every day being told that you're replaceable and that you can lose your job. And at one point, I was called into a meeting where I was interrogated one-on-one with her for two hours, having to explain everything I do, everything I document, everywhere I go, every customer I see. And it was just one thing after another. And it was very clear to me at this point that I needed to get out of there because I was at the top of the rankings for sales. And I remember thinking, if she's not good with me when I'm doing great and making her a big bonus, she's never going to be happy with me. And on the way home, I all of a sudden felt like I couldn't breathe. And I felt like pain in my chest, like I was having a heart attack. And my family has a history of heart issues, and I also have a, um, a blood clot disorder. So 
whenever something like that happens, it's always like, you know, you have to take it very seriously. And so I pulled over and I called my husband and I said, I'm halfway home and halfway in between the hospital. I don't know if I should turn around and go to the ER or if I should just keep going home. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, I really think I'm having a heart attack and I can't breathe. And I was explaining all these symptoms to him. And he was like, you're having a panic attack. Um, just come home, you know, calm down. It's definitely, you know, this sounds very much like a panic attack, anxiety episode, whatever. So I went home and after a while I did calm down, but it was terrible. And I scheduled an appointment with my doctor and I was explaining all this to her. And I remember her telling me, okay, number one, you're very lucky because you know the root cause of this panic attack. And this is your manager and your job. And she said, the best thing you can do is find a new job. Now, with that being said, it's a lot easier said than done. I mean, looking for a full-time job is a full-time job. And when you're paying bills and you have a mortgage and all these things, you can't just up and quit. She said, I get that. And she recommended that I go on anti-anxiety medication to help me through that time. And initially I was very against it because I'm very into the like health and wellness world. And I know I've heard so many different conversations around medications like that and how they can actually cause a chemical imbalance in the brain and, you know, make you not like yourself. And I just was thinking of all these negative things associated with being on a medication. And she just looked at me and she said, look, you're doing all the things. You're meditating, you exercise, you take care of yourself, you journal, you do all these things. And it's not enough right now. You're going through a difficult time. Every single person in life will go through this at one point or another. Everyone, everyone, even the people that you think have it all together will experience this at some point or another. And sometimes when you go through these difficult periods in your life, you need help to get through it. It's hard to get through it on your own. And she said, there is no shame in getting help. There is no shame in taking medication or talking to a therapist. And she said, you don't have to do it for the rest of your life. You know, this is a temporary thing and this can help you get through it until you can handle the root cause and find a new job. And for me, I felt sort of like this weight just fall off my shoulders. I felt like I really needed someone to give me that permission to tell me that it's okay that you're feeling this way. It's normal that you're feeling this way and that, yeah, you know, maybe you don't want to be on medication for your whole life, but guess what? It can help and it's okay. It's okay to see a therapist, get medication, talk to somebody, do whatever you need to do to get through that time. Everybody needs help once in a while and this is an option. And I really wanted to bring that up because I feel like medication is so taboo nowadays and there's so much negative context around it and you're sort of made to feel like there's something wrong with you and that it's going to do more harm than good, or at least that was my belief system around it. And I really needed someone to say it's okay and you don't have to be on it for the rest of your life and you can use this temporarily to help you through this problem. I needed that permission. I needed a doctor to tell me this is okay and it's okay to ask for help and a lot of people do and that doesn't make you 
wrong. It doesn't make you bad. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. And because I needed that, I felt called to talk about it on this episode because you may be going through something similar and you may be doing all the things like I was meditating, exercising, all these different things and still feeling helpless and still feeling like you're out of control and having these panic attacks, which are very real and scary and are manifesting physically in your body, right? And we know from a lot of the research and studies done out there that stress can lead to just about any kind of disease and illness there is. Stress can be the root cause of all of those things. And so I'm here to tell you it's okay to ask for help. You're not alone in this. Everyone goes through this. Sometimes the people that are the most put together are secretly suffering from this and it's okay. It's okay if you feel you need medication. It's okay if you don't want to take medication. It's okay if you want to see a therapist. It's okay if you want to see a life coach. It's okay if you just want to talk to a friend. But the point is, sometimes we need help through these situations. And it's very scary going through it alone. And so I would recommend reaching out to somebody, whether that is your doctor, a therapist, a friend, Leaning on other people is totally okay and is very necessary in a situation like this. So with that being said, I do want to go into some of the tools and resources that helped me with the everyday anxiety. Okay, so when it comes to a panic attack, I'm all about, you know, seeing a therapist, seeing a doctor, getting some sort of help. When we're talking about the everyday anxiety that we face, whether it's just dreading going to work Monday morning or whatever that is. First of all, there's a lot of different things you can do to manage that, but you always want to ask that underlying question of where is this coming from? And if it's coming from your job or it's coming from a relationship or it's coming from a project you're working on, whatever that reason is, take a look at that because maybe this is the universe shaking you up to move you to a better path. And if you stayed comfortable, you're never going to be motivated to move on to something better. So maybe this is a wake-up call. This could be a very positive thing, and it's worth exploring and seeing what changes in your life can be made as a result of that. So that's number one. But here are some practical tips you can apply every day to help manage that. The very first thing I did was meditation. I had heard about it left and right, uh, never was able to do it. I could not sit still for 20 minutes in a quiet room. I would think this is a waste of time. I could be doing so many other things right now. I don't have time for this. I mean, I came up with every excuse in the book. And then finally, I downloaded Headspace. I had heard so much about it and I, I was curious. So I downloaded it and they started out with three minute meditations. And I remember telling myself, if I can't sit still for three minutes, then there's something seriously wrong. And so I started out with these three-minute meditations. And what was so interesting about it is he guides you through the meditation. And I remember the very first time I did it, he said, he said, okay, congratulations. You've completed day one of meditation. And I was like, what? I didn't even know we even got started. But here I completed the whole meditation. And so the way it, it's guided and walks you through the process, it's just so natural and it doesn't feel hard. 
And so that's how I got started. And they've actually done studies that have shown that three minutes of meditation drastically can improve your um, stress levels and can help with anxiety and depression. Three minutes. So what I would do is go in my car on my lunch break and listen to Headspace and I started with three minutes, then I moved to five minutes, then I moved to 10 minutes. So start small and build from there. But this is something that not only does pretty much every successful person do, but there are now studies and research showing and proving that this helps with stress and anxiety. The next is having a morning routine. So how many of us wake up and we feel rushed and stressed and then the rest of the day is just a big cluster and we're always trying to catch up and we're feeling negative right from the very start. That's the average person. That is what we go through. We hit snooze on our alarm clock, we get out of bed, we're rushing, we get stuck in traffic. And then the first thing we do is we check our email, we check our phone, and now we're on someone else's timeline. Implementing a morning routine helps you take control of your day and start out on the right foot. And if you start out on the right foot, it's going to set the tone for the rest of the day and the rest of the day is going to feel better. So any type of a morning routine is great to have. Make it your own. What I would suggest is try different things out and see what feels good and see what has a positive impact on your mood and on your day. So just to give you an example of what I do in the morning is I get out of bed, it's still dark out, before I do anything, I do light yoga and stretching. I just take a couple of minutes and I stretch out and I just affirm that today is gonna be a positive day, filled with fun, filled with joy, and it's gonna bring me one step closer to my goals. Just say a quick you know, affirmation, setting that intention for the day. Then, I do some sort of a gratitude practice. Some days it's writing in a journal and this should definitely be a part of your everyday gratitude. Whatever that looks like, make gratitude a part of your day. It will change your life and it is at the very core of the law of attraction. So some days I'll write 10 things I'm grateful for and I'll go through and I'll feel love and gratitude for each of those things. Other days, I'll go for a walk in the morning and I will just do like this gratitude rampage where everything I see, the flowers, the grass, the air, the sun, the clouds, I will just feel love and gratitude for it. I'll feel gratitude for the weather. I'll feel gratitude for living in Florida. I'll feel gratitude for the fact that I can walk and that my body is functioning well and anything you can think of. And if you can think of different things every day, that's even better. Next is exercise. So we know that exercise releases endorphins, which are feel-good hormones that get released into the body and they just make you happy. They make you feel good. They make you energized. Making that a part of your day is so important, not just for your physical body, but for your mental health as well. And you know, not everyone can fit in a 20, 30 minute workout. That's okay. Even 10 minutes can have a huge impact. So just try, even if it's walking outside, or doing yoga, or if it's a full-blown workout, or a HIIT workout are really powerful, some form of exercise can drastically improve your mental health. The next is just smiling. Okay, so smiling is contagious. Laughter is contagious. And if you don't believe me, go practice it on someone. Find the most pissed off person you can when you're walking and smile at them. And I guarantee they will smile back. 
they will soften up. It is contagious. It has a ripple effect that spreads around the world and it makes you feel good in return. So something that I like to do is when I'm out and about, I will smile at people and I will just imagine that I'm like sprinkling confetti of like high vibes on them everywhere I go. And not only do people feel that and it's helping to raise the vibration of the people around me and it's sending a ripple effect across the planet, but it also makes me feel really high vibe and it makes me feel good. It's an instant mood booster. Okay, so those are just some things that I do in my day. And Harvard actually has happiness researchers that are looking into these things and have found that having three things you're grateful for every day, doing some form of exercise every day, some form of journaling, some form of meditation, and then a random act of kindness, those are the actual indicators of happiness. It's not money, it's not career, it's not all of these things that we think it would be. It's simple things that anybody, anywhere can implement into their day. And that will lead to happiness, that will lead to decreasing your stress, decreasing your anxiety. And these are all free things, they're all easy things that anyone can implement. So try it out, see what works for you, make it a habit by doing it for a month before you decide that it's not working. And keep what's working, get rid of the rest. So I hope this episode helps if you're suffering from some form of anxiety. I would love if you shared your story. Tag me on Instagram, tag this episode on Instagram so I could put a face with the people that are out there listening. I appreciate the reviews that are coming in. And for everyone that's subscribing to the podcast, it really means the world to me. The best thing you can do to support this podcast and keep it going is to share it with a friend. And especially this episode, if there's someone that's struggling, that's stressed, that's feeling anxiety, share it with them. And hopefully some of these tips can really make a difference. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.